sometimes I miss my single life. I do. There's nothing wrong with that. Honestly, I think I'd be more concerned if I didn't miss my single life. There's so much beauty in being single. There's so much beauty in, you know, the selfishness of this, the fact that you don't have to factor in somebody else, the fact that you can just do whatever the hell you want to do all the time. The reality of real relationships, that is what we are talking about today, everyone. And I just feel like this conversation, well, it's not a conversation because there's only one person here unless we bring jelly and butter onto the microphone. Um, I feel like this podcast is so fucking needed. Even though you might think it's for those in a relationship, it is definitely for those of you that are also single. Maybe you're dating, maybe you're dating to be in a relationship because we all need this reminder of reality that we're humans, right? And I would love for those of you that are single or are dating to know that when these thoughts pop up, when these things happen, it's okay. It doesn't mean that you're dating the wrong person. It doesn't mean that you are with the wrong person. It means that you are human. And of course, there's going to be times like I talk about where maybe you are with the wrong person, but get into the episode. It's for everybody. I hope that you guys love it. So I have a lot of conversations with different friends of mine that, you know, will share things they're going through in their relationship or with dating and whatever it is. And part of it obviously acts as market research of like, okay, we are all incredible women here. We all have a lot going for us. Like what's going on? And so this isn't a blaming episode. We're not blaming men because it's not men and it's not women either. It's in my opinion, a lot of it is just modern society. A lot of it is we're being conditioned all the time and we are disconnecting and divorcing ourselves from our intuition, from our truth, from our desires. And so that's what we're going to dive into today. I hope my intention for this episode is that it is fucking refreshing for you guys because something that I feel like I I'm really good at offering other people. And a friend said this to me the other day is, and I've been told this before, so I like to think this is the case. And I hope that you guys think this is the case. And I know that people have also said this to me is that I make what I'm sharing relatable. I make it actionable. I make it realistic. I'm not one of those people that will sit on Instagram and be like, oh, I'm in some like conscious relationship and everything's so deep. And, you know, whenever we have to talk, we'll sit down on the sofa really gently. And, you know, we have this perfect dialogue between the two of us and we really tap into our heart. No, that's not what happens. I'm also with a man that is not into that shit at all. If I said, babe, just, just tap into your heart and like speak to me through your heart. He'd look at me and be like, what the fuck are you on? <laughs> So I can't say that even if I, even if I wanted to, and even if I tried, but I know that is what makes so much of my advice more tangible for a lot of you. That's also why I love that I get to now bring my fiance onto stage for some of the events, you know, he's coming for the LA event. Why I love also involving him in those events to help answer some of your questions and just give a guy's opinion or perspective and also to affirm what I'm saying is that he's not a woo-woo into the into the work, goes to the men's groups. Like he didn't know what personal development was until he met me, which was only a year and eight months or a year and 10 months. I don't know what month we're in, 10 months ago, right? It was that we let, we met in January of 2021, 2022, 2022, January, 2022, end of Jan. 
So he didn't even know what personal development was right before he met me. If you've listened to our episodes, um, the, our love story episodes, then you'll be able to know the whole story of everything. And I've given you guys a nitty gritty in that. But what I like about that is I find that for a lot of these relationship teachers or relationship coaches or, you know, people on Instagram that are sharing really valuable advice, a hundred percent on relationships and communication and polarity. A lot of us will go easy for you to say the two of you are deep in your 365th personal development book. Meanwhile, my partner doesn't even know who Tony Robbins is, you know? And so it's really easy for, for us to kind of then compare our relationship to somebody else's relationship that is incomparable because you have such a different kind of person and that's such a different way of communicating in these relation in these two different relationships. And I don't want to say one is better than the other because I don't believe one is better than the other. For me personally, I would find those really heavy conscious relationships fucking exhausting because everything would feel so serious. You know, these relationships, these conversations would have to be so fucking deep. And sometimes you don't want to talk about it. Sometimes the answer is I don't want to fucking talk. Like I don't know what I think. I don't know what I'm feeling. I I need to go and process this. Sometimes you don't want to sit down and calmly communicate. Sometimes you want to fucking have a tantrum. Sometimes you want to get emotional. And so what, I, what I'm going to be offering to you guys today, longest intro ever, but what I'm going to be offering to you guys today is just a real, like a real understanding of relationships. You know, things that I've learned from past relationships and from the relationship that I'm in now, that's a really healthy relationship, but it doesn't mean it's an easy relationship. That's what I want to talk to you guys about today. Because when I had these conversations with friends and with you guys, it makes me think that a lot of us, and like I've been caught in this before, a lot of us think that as soon as we're having a slight doubt, oh, he's not the one. Oh, she's not the one. Oh, I'm in a toxic relationship. It's like, are you in a toxic relationship or are you in a relationship where things are sometimes hard? So we're going to get into that. So nobody's perfect in a relationship, everyone. I want to make that really fucking clear. Let's just remember that you are two different people with different perspectives, different lenses that you're looking out of, different worldviews possibly, completely different upbringings. Like let's get something really clear. If you and your sibling have a different upbringing, because you all do, even if you're like, no, no, we had the same upbringing. No, you didn't. The first born child, the second born child, the third born child, the fourth born child, etc., all has a completely different set of parents in that the way that each of them are parented and how they've grown up and what you know conditioning has been put on them is completely different. I am the eldest child. My sister is the youngest. Besides the fact that we have completely different hobbies, interests, the things that we like, et cetera, like really, really different. Besides that, we are also so different in what wounds you've had to work through, our beliefs on different things, the way that we see th see things. Like I remember one time saying to my sister, do you never feel abandoned? Like, do you never get worried about being abandoned? Or do you never get, do you never think about like him leaving and abandoning you? Does that never cross your mind? And she was like, what the fuck? No. She was so confused by my feeling when I expressed this to her years ago. Meanwhile, my abandonment wound was something that I really had to work through being the eldest, you know? So there's, so just 
to be really clear, if you and your siblings have different wounding, have different upbringings, have different perceptions of things, I think it's pretty safe to say that your partner has a completely different set of wounds and trauma and upbringing. Even if you both have an abandonment wound, let's say, the way in which it would be felt and expressed could still be very, very different, right? Then we're also dealing for the majority of us with the fact that you're a woman or you're a man and she's a woman or she's a man, not she's a man, but you know what I'm saying? You're either, if you're listening and you're in, you're either in a heterosexual relationship or you're in a homosexual relationship. If you're in a heterosexual relationship, you're also dealing with a completely different biology, a different way of processing information, a different way of processing throughout when you're in an argument, a different way of seeing the world already different brains, right? Different hormonal profile. If you're in a homosexual relationship, you have that slight benefit of you have the same brains and the same hormonal profile. So you don't have that one to deal with, but you still have the others to deal with. So we have to remember that no relationship is ever going to be perfect. No relationship is ever going to not have tiny little doubts sometimes. Now, if there is a constant doubt in the back of your mind, that's a different story. But if you are deep in an argument and you're like, I fucking hate you, like, why the hell is this happening to me? That's not abnormal, right? You have to remember that your internal experience is reflective of your external experience. When the sun is shining, you're on holiday, you're having raging sex, the food is good, your tummy is happy, you're in ovulation phase, the world is great. You know, you love your husband, everything's fabulous. Then you're at the end of your luteal phase. The fucking weather is shit, work's been rough that week, everything's pissing you off, the moon is in fucking retrograde, you know, your skin's breaking out, you feel bloated, you, the two of you have not been communicating well for whatever reason, you're having arguments after arguments, of course some fucking doubt is going to creep in. Of course you're going to go, oh my God, is this my person? Am I in a toxic relationship? Well, those things are not abnormal. You're just being a drama queen or a victim or you're overthinking in that moment. And I really want to say to everybody, that's okay. You're allowed to have a few hours of being like, fuck my life. I hate everything and nothing bad's going to happen, right? It doesn't mean anything more than you're having a bit of a tantrum, right? You are being emotional and there's nothing wrong with that, especially to the ladies. To the men, you might be like, no, I never think that, right? Well, you know what? You're not emotional. So sorry, but you're out of this conversation for that point. <laughs> But for the ladies listening, you have to remember that for our brains, we see feelings as facts, right? Whereas for men, they don't see feelings as facts. They see logic, right? They're like, if it's logical and it makes sense, but you need to get off your brother. He's not liking it. I wish you guys could see this. Butter is fully on top of Jelly, grabbing him, arm around, like super bizarre. Jelly's like growling at him, like, get the fuck off me, bro. And he's just looking at me like, no. Um, Men aren't seeing men aren't seeing their emotions as facts. They don't see the same things, right? So for him, he's like, the fact is I love you. I would never doubt it. Whereas you're like, no, the fact is, is that you didn't understand what I was saying and you made me feel blah, 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 blah. So now I'm thinking X, Y, Z because we take what we feel as a factual thing when it's in fact not a factual thing. So we have to also remember, ladies, that your experience 
even in the midst of an argument, could be causing, if you were watching the video, you'd be seeing Jelly right now, just looking at me, could be causing a different internal experience to his internal experience. And I know this for a fact because I've had these conversations with my fiance where I'm like, don't you sometimes think blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, because he's like, babe, I committed to you. Like, it's the end. Like, there's no, like, that doesn't make any logical sense. And I'm like, fucking logic. So, so I'm just going to leave that there. But remember that you have these two different experiences. And so you have two different people trying to work out how to intertwine their lives into one. That is not going to be perfect all the time. That is not going to be easy all the time, especially when you have big changes in external circumstances. It's going to make things a little bit harder. I have something so important to share with you guys, especially if you're loving this episode, you're going to want to listen to this. So my program embodiment of dating is so profound because what makes this program so different is that it's not this fluffy run of the mill relationship program. It's not all, you know, positive love and light. And, you know, I'm in this perfect conscious relationship. No, if you look at the module outline on the website, you'll actually see what I'm talking about. And you'll see that I'm not just talking about the pretty sides of relationships. I'm getting into the somewhat really hard parts of being in a relationship. Relationships can have their ups and downs. Sometimes they can feel frustrating. And, you know, in those moments where you're having sex on a Saturday at 2 p.m. and you're just horny from looking at each other, how do we have more of those moments? So I made this program to put all of this in this one beautiful package deal. So it's different from Be a Lover, Not a Mother because that program is really about how to not emasculate him and to get him to lead. And this program, Embodiment of Dating number two, is about how to be in a relationship. Because friends, no one taught us this shit at school, right? How do you fight well? How do you stop attracting emotionally unavailable men? How do you be strong and put your foot down whilst also being in your feminine? So this program is going to guide you on how to behave like the feminine queen that you are and to say goodbye to having those emotionally dysregulated outputs. Outputs, wow, outbursts. It is more than just a dating program. It is the subject that we didn't get in school that would have actually been useful. Most of us don't have an upbringing where we are taught how to express ourselves and remain emotionally stable when life is happening, or how to navigate getting triggered in a relationship, or how to have an, a secure attachment style. So, this program is for you if you're in a relationship or if you are dating with the intention to be in a relationship. All of you are going to get so much out of this program. There is so much to learn. Even if you're in a relationship, you're going to get stuff out of the dating modules. And even if you're just dating and you're in a relationship, oh, you are going to want to be listening to those relationship modules. So I wanted to share that with you. I think it's really, really important. You can get on the wait list so that you know when the next opening is going to be. And let's get back into this amazing episode. For those of you that don't live under a rock and saw on my Instagram, I haven't made it like a massive deal, but you saw in my Instagram, sorry, if I, if I look at my phone and pause for a second, if you're watching the video, it's just because my fiance, fiance is at the vet with um, one of our dogs, the old one who puked blood this morning and isn't doing very well. So anyway, so I'm just waiting. I just don't want to miss a phone call in case he phones me. So back to what I was saying. If you haven't been living under a rock, you would have seen that my fiance now works for me. So we worked together. And that's an example where we had a huge external change in our environment that, of course, caused a slight internal change for him and also for myself. But when we talk about it, or when we argue about it, I'll be really frank, when we argue about it, it allows me to see how we have such different experiences when we are 
experiencing like the same thing. Like the internal experience is different when we're experiencing the same external thing. It's very, very interesting. And so, you know, let's just go through kind of like what's really, what's real in a relationship. And I want to remind you that everything I'm saying, people don't say this on Instagram enough, but everything I'm saying is general. So things might be heightened during a certain argument or a certain time of the month. Like when you add context, these things could be amplified or they could be minimized. And if you're having one week in your relationship where there's a lot of arguments, a lot of miscommunication, like Mercury's in retrograde, and you're like, yep, well aware because we cannot seem to talk to each other properly. We're speaking two different languages. That week, if you are fantasizing about running away to Tuscany and having a farm with chickens, I don't blame you, honestly. I really don't. And to just add to normalizing this conversation and to normalizing ladies, if you're thinking this sometimes, I go around and ask a lot of my friends, do you ever think about blah, blah, blah? And like, oh yeah, all the time. Or do you ever think about this? And like, we're talking, I'm, I am I am saying this to very emotionally stable people. You know, I wish sometimes you could hear the conversations that I have with different friends that are just as fiery or spicy or crazy as I am. And I'm like, my God. Um, anywho, back to the conversation. So going off, I just want to run away from Tuscany and have chickens. Here's what is real sometimes in a relationship. Sometimes when you're in the midst of an argument and things are not going the way that you want and he's having a shit week and you're knowing about it because he's not leaving and he's not picking up after himself and he's picking fights or you're doing this, you're not picking up after yourself, you're picking fights, you're being emotional, you're slamming doors, whatever it is. Sometimes you will think, is this person right for me? It's not about, is this person right to me? It's about the fact, like, yeah, the person's fucking right for you. It's about the fact that you are probably wanting to be seen in whatever experience you're having. So the slamming of doors, the screaming at each other, the I'm going to bed, like, fuck you. You don't look after me. It's not necessarily the fact that it's not actually necessarily that he doesn't look after you because he probably does, or the fact that he doesn't love you because I bet you he does love you, especially if you're slamming doors and everything. And he's still like, I'm here. It's about the fact that you want to be seen. And so we need to remember in all of this that it's so common these days because there's so much on social media around narcissism and should you get married and everyone's getting divorced and like, you know, it's empowering to leave the man and like men are this and men are that or, you know, relationships are this and I was silenced and I was walked all over. Sometimes I think to myself, were you walked all over? Were you silenced or did you not speak up? Did you not say no? Did you not know how to draw a boundary? Were you trying to be seen and because he wasn't seeing you the way that you wanted or because he wasn't giving into your tantrums, you decided he was gaslighting you and he was toxic? Was that actually the case? Does that make sense, everybody? I'm hoping it does. So it's like it's so easy for us to just consume all this information on social media where we then now create this lens of looking for, is he this? Is he that? Is the relationship this? Should I leave her because of this? Blah, blah, blah. And we're, we're hyper fixating on stupid shit that we're going to find if we're looking for it. But what all that information has, uh, has in common on social media is that it lacks context and depth, right? So- there are going to be times, ladies, where you fucking gaslit him. There's going to be times where, yes, he's gaslit you. But does that make him a narcissist? No. 
does that mean that he is a gaslighter and the relationship is toxic? No, maybe you were actually being a bitch to him. And so, yeah, he did shut you down because he was drawing a boundary because he was standing up for himself. And just because you didn't like it doesn't make him a gaslighter or a narcissist. I'm hoping that we're all picking up what I'm putting down because this is really important to identify. And so what I like to do because we're all going to be shitty humans sometimes. I'm going to be a shitty human. My fiance is going to be a shitty human. My fucking dogs are shitty. My sister can be shitty to me. My friends, like everyone can be a shitty human sometimes. So what I like to look at is in the vast majority of cases, how do I feel with this person? And when I'm feeling shitty with this person, is it just because things aren't going the way that I want them to go? And is this something where we could resolve it? Or is it a value um, clash? So do our values not align? Or have I tried to bring this up to him and actually do it properly? Because a lot of women think they bring it up to a guy when you haven't brought it up to a guy very well at all. Have I actually brought it up to him? Have we actually had a full conversation about it? He said to me that he hears me, he understands me, he'll work on it. And are things still not changing months, you know, months later? And I brought it up to him multiple times. These, there's so many different, I want to say, steps to then actually deciding, oh, he's a this or she's a that, or I'm in this kind of relationship or I'm in this kind of relationship versus realizing that when you have two humans that have mood changes, that have digestive changes, that have you know, work stress, that has family stress, that has mental health stress, that has different opinions on things, that has different beliefs, when you have two people cohabiting together, and having their own experiences through life, but trying to mesh into one another, there are going to be times when there is fights. There's going to be times when there are disagreements. And the really key thing is you don't want to, it's not as much of a concern when you're having fights and actually communicating and speaking up. It's more of a concern when you're not having fights, when you're not speaking up and when everything is being repressed and when everything is or suppressed, I should suppress, repressed, suppressed, when everything is being suppressed, when you're not communicating and resentment is building. That's a bigger issue because when resentment is built over and over again, over a long period of time, the issue with resentment is that often it can be very hard to get out of. It's this thing that just festers and it's like black mold growing in your body almost like in a house. It just festers and festers and festers and you can pull a little bit of it out, but then more grows and more grows until you get to the really deep core root of it, which can be painful and really hard and it can risk the relationship. Like you guys might break up and if it's meant to be, you'll get back together, but maybe you won't. And so from my perspective, you just want to ensure that you don't get into that place of resentment, resentment for yourself and resentment for not speaking up and resentment towards the other person. Speaking up, arguing, having fights, yelling at each other every once in a while, I don't see that as an issue because you are communicating. I think for a lot of us, we grow up where we think, because as children, we don't want to hear our parents fighting, so we get scared. So we think fighting is bad. We think yelling at each other is bad or you know, getting heated is bad because for us as a little girl or a little boy, that's scary. Of course it is. Like loud noises, it's very overstimulating, and so we shut down. But the thing is, is that when what we actually realize as an adult, especially if you are emotionally stable, you have self-respect, you're able to cultivate your own sense of safety. We realize as an adult that raising your voice sometimes or speaking up 
or putting your foot down or actually saying no and sometimes needing to get a little bit forceful and a little bit fiery, not forceful in, in like um, an aggressive way, but just forceful in terms of like tone of voice, volume of voice, etc. When you are in the kind of relationship where it's not codependent as in you're not relying on each other to regulate each other as uh, each other's emotions you're two individual people being stronger together when you're in that kind of relationship you actually realize that it can do you favors sometimes because what we forget to realize and me sometimes for some people you might have realized this now as you're an adult is that passion means love so sometimes you know especially when a man is not necessarily crying in an argument, but he's trying to get passionate and get and show you how much he cares about solving the situation, he might start to raise his voice. Now we then get scared maybe as a woman, or we think something's wrong and he's shutting us down. But for his perspective, he's actually trying to solve the situation. So Another little layer that I want to put on this is that it's so important that you don't compare the way that you guys argue to somebody on Instagram and what they're saying is right or wrong, but rather you realize how the two of you are are communicating when you are passionate, trying to be heard or trying to understand the other person. And this is important because we all argue in different ways. So for some of you, you might be like, Monica, my fiance or my husband or my boyfriend does not raise his voice. He shuts down and is quiet. Okay, he's trying to process. So your way of maybe being in an argument is, babe, I know you're shutting down and processing. I'm going to give you an hour and then I'm coming back and we're finishing this conversation or we're finishing this argument because I need to know the answer to this or I need to know that you understand or I want to hear your opinion. So it's not, this is, this is why it's so dangerous and it can be so mentally draining when you're looking at these social media accounts where it's like he should communicate like this if and if he's shutting down then he doesn't care about you or you know the two of you need to talk like this like okay well easy for you guys to say you're not dealing with someone whose trauma response is freeze and disassociate so this is what i'm saying if you've got to learn how to you've got to learn how to be in your relationship not how to be in somebody's else not how to be in somebody else's relationship okay so sometimes if you think in the midst of all of that is this person right for me it doesn't mean you have to leave it doesn't mean oh my god because i thought that we shouldn't be getting married or we should we should not have gotten married or i need to leave right now that's not like oh my intuition is screaming at me no your intuition isn't necessarily fucking screaming at you like if it's over and over and over and over again every day then maybe it is but your intuition isn't necessarily screaming at you it's the fact that you're fucking exhausted and you're pissed off about the situation and you're being a little bit of a victim right now. And that's okay. I can be a bit of a victim too sometimes. I can have a bit of a tantrum too sometimes. And it doesn't mean anything wrong with me. Guess what? Guess what, everybody? This is what it actually means. You are human. That's it. You're human. Oh my God, you are human. What a fucking relief. Like when you can actually just allow yourself to be a human being, it is fucking relieving. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got a really exciting announcement that I am doing a free masterclass. Yep. When does she ever do one? She's doing one. 
She is doing one in October of this year, but I'm sure we'll be doing it again or we're going to make it evergreen. So just if you're listening to it and you've missed it, that's okay. Maybe send a DM, maybe look at my website, you'll find it somewhere. Or if you can't, obviously just send an email to us. But we are doing a free, or I am doing a free masterclass on understanding your trauma in October. Men are welcome. Women are welcome. Dogs are welcome. Children are welcome. I will probably swear because it's me. So maybe not children, but anyway, everyone is welcome. And on this free masterclass, I'm going to walk you guys through what actually is trauma, Uh, what out of your habits and the bad cycles that you're in are connected to your trauma. Like where are the links? I'm literally going to be going through so many different symptoms of trauma, different habits, different cycles. And I'm really having the intention of helping you guys to weave together. Oh, the reason why I have this cycle or this habit or this trauma response is actually because of A, B, and C. So I'm going to be pulling out the most common things that I see and walking through them all and really helping you guys to understand these different responses that you're in. So if you haven't already joined, because maybe you've seen it on my Instagram story, the link is below to that. It's completely free. So you can come to that. And if you can't come to the live masterclass, then you will be able to get the recording. No problemo. So that is that. Let's get back into the episode. So the next thing that I want to say of what's sometimes normal is sometimes not to miss your partner, right? Because it's okay. If you want to fucking break, you can love somebody and be like, I actually don't miss you. Like I'm enjoying this time alone, or I'm enjoying my girl's weekend or whatever it is. Sometimes you might not want sex. That's okay. It doesn't mean, oh my God, my hormones are completely derailed. My libido's fucked. Like a world's going to end. No, it might actually just be that you're exhausted from the week. And as a result of that, you want space. You want to preserve your resources. You don't want to give to somebody else. You don't want to touch somebody else. You actually just want to be left alone. That doesn't mean anything is wrong. That means you're human, right? Maybe sometimes you won't have sex with your partner for a week or longer. Nothing is necessarily quote unquote wrong. Life happens. And this is really important because my fiance and I will go through sometimes, not even necessarily phases, but you know, in the beginning of our relationship, we were like fucking rabbits. And then of course, when we are really, really busy, what we've learned as we've gotten in really in flow with each other. And as we've learned to create more independence in our relationship, I wrote a really great email about this when I was recently in Paris, if you read it. And, you know, I actually want to do an episode on this anyway. So I'll do another episode on basically that topic of the email, but I'll summarize it in here. Is that something that I've been, or I've like had to learn in this relationship is um, creating independence in a relationship where you are so fucking in love. Um, and so I found it easier to create independence when I was living in New York city for various obvious reasons. And I also had my life there. Like that was my whole life. There was so much to do. And it was just like me in a fucking city. And then when I moved to Atlanta, I had to create new ways of cultivating independence in the relationship. So for anyone not understanding what I mean of like independence in a relationship, what I'm meaning is you're doing your own things. You're having your own sense of self in the relationship. So for example, when I'm having a really busy week or when my fiance is having a really busy week or, or when we're both having a really busy week, we might have a really independent week where we'll, I'll say to him, like, I don't really want to spend any time with you tonight, or I don't, I want to, I don't want to do anything. Or on the weekends, we'll be like in the same house and we haven't talked to each other for eight hours. We've done our own things all day. Um, 
obviously to a degree. And what that's done for me is it's, it's forced me in a good way to get even stronger in my sense of self because it's super easy to cultivate a sense of self when you are single. It's much harder to stick with that sense of self and let that sense of self grow when you are in a relationship, especially when you're living together, working together, traveling. We are on top of each other all the time. So we've had to be very conscious about and very purposeful about creating independence within our relationship. And so what that means is sometimes I don't want to have sex for a few days or a whole fucking week. And it doesn't actually, it doesn't make me feel any more disconnected from him. It doesn't make, it's not because anything is wrong. What this also means is it allows us to realize and be reminded all the time that we'll always come back, you know? And so it's been this lesson for me that we can have five days, which for us is like kind of a lot, five or six or seven days with no sex. We've still had intimacy during that time. And on that seventh day, when it naturally happens and, you know, he comes home and he gives me a kiss in the kitchen and one thing turns into another and it's like, oh my God, the fucking living room is destroyed. It's this beautiful reminder of we never go that far apart when we're never, we're never, we don't just, we're not falling out of sync. You know, we're not all of a sudden going to have a month or three months or six months with no sex because by cultivating the energy within ourselves, it allows that to overflow into our relationship. And I would much rather have hot, heavy, delicious, you know, oh my God, I can't go out anymore because my hair is greasy and mangled kind of sex once a week where it is so electric, so igniting, so intimate, so deep, so connected than feeling like we have to have sex three, four, five times a week for the sake of having sex. So that was my next bit of sometimes you might go through a phase of not having sex for a little bit, but isn't it beautiful when you come back together, not from this like forceful place, sometimes you have to do that too, by the way, not necessarily from this forceful place, but from this place of we want to be connected. We've, you know, we've relaxed from the week. We have breathed, we've exhaled, and now we can come back stronger and be really present with each other in that time of intimacy. So yeah, you do have to put into in work into relationships. Sometimes you might not be fucking bothered to put work into the relationships, which is why the ability to call yourself out and not self-sabotage is so vital. A lot of the time, you know, feminine masculines become a very trendy thing on social media, which is great. But the con of it is that people think, oh, I just have to wear a frilly dress or like surrender to him or tell him to leave and it will all happen. And it's not like that. There is, as you guys know from all of my episodes, if you're new, like get digging, there are so many different components that blend itself into your ability to surrender with ease. I've recently did an episode on this episode 233 that I would listen to if you haven't already, but part of the things that go into this is understanding your cycle, right? So even this morning I said to my fiance, babe, just let you know I'm in luteal. So just FYI. And it's that, it's the ownership of that. It's the ability to stay committed to your healthy routine and exercise and circulation and, and warmth in your body so that your blood circulation is good, so that your period is healthy, so that your mood is stable. 
so that your hormones are balanced, so that you feel good, so your digestion is good. Because if those things are out of are out of place and out of alignment, then we all know how that filters into our relationship and into our ability to be in our feminine. We can't. We become a control freak because things are all derailed. You know, your ability to draw boundaries and to speak your truth, that plays in, plays into it. You being a perfectionist, how do you think that plays into your relationship? There's a lot of different components where when you can nail those different components, it allows you to soften and to surrender into his lead. So you do have to put the work into relationships. And it's not just the work into the relationship, it's the work into yourself. And the flow on effect shows up in your relationship because you are an independent person within your relationship and you want to keep that, right? It doesn't mean that you create separation between the two of you. It actually creates more connection because you don't feel like you lose yourself in the relationship. Being able to also call yourself out and take self-responsibility and not self-sabotage in a relationship is really vital. So in these moments where I think to myself, I just want to fucking pack a bag, go to Tuscany and never come back. I'm taking butter and jelly and like, peace out, bye-bye bitches. When I have those moments, being able to lovingly know that I'm just being a human in that moment and I'm allowed to fantasize about this and nothing, you know, I don't need to be, I don't need to be, oh my God, like worried about, oh my God, like I'm thinking these things. This means I'm in the wrong relationship. I know I'm not in the wrong relationship because of so many other reasons. One being the health of the relationship, one being that he won't tolerate my shit. He won't let me walk all over him. He will say no to me. And of course, you, you know, if you're in the same situation or even if you aren't in the same situation, you might desire this because I then am forced to have more respect for him in a good way. By me having boundaries for myself and by me calling him out, he's forced to have more respect with me. By us being our best selves within the relationship and more importantly, with outside, with, without um, outside of the relationship, what it means is that we know that if we are not our best selves to each other, if we are not kind to each other, if we do not try and understand each other during those hard parts, hard times so we can learn and improve our relationship, we both know that we'll go and get better because we're not settlers. But if you kind of have this mindset of settling, then what do you think is going to happen in the relationship? By being able to call yourself out in these moments and just notice the humanness so that you don't then go into self-sabotage because you think that thinking these things are like crazy and wrong and it's some sign that you're in the wrong relationship is really, really important. And then the last point that I want to bring up, which is actually going to lead me into a episode that's coming out in a few weeks time, which you guys are going to love, is sometimes I miss my single life. I do. There's nothing wrong with that. Honestly, I think I'd be more concerned if I didn't miss my single life. There's so much beauty in being single. There's so much beauty in, you know, the selfishness of this, the fact that you don't have to factor in somebody else, the fact that you can just do whatever the hell you want to do all the time. The fact that, you know, I can trash the house and no one's going to tell me off. The important part in this is that, hence I was saying before, this relationship forces me to be my best self because he won't allow me to trash the house and for it to be trashed for a whole week, right? He will call me out on those things. He makes me a better version of myself in so many different aspects. And so there's, of course, there's cons, just like everything in a relationship, but there's also so many pros. And it can be hard sometimes to 
be in that growth phase where it's like, you know that he makes you better, but sometimes you're like, yeah, but I just wish I could be lazy all the time. I get that. We're Like I said before, we're fucking human. And so what I'm going to talk about in this episode is really how I have been able to use those moments of, oh, I miss my single life to my advantage. How do I benefit off them? How do I use them to help me expand and grow and be a better fiance? Rather than thinking that's something that I shouldn't be thinking, how can I actually use that as, oh, I'm thinking this, so let's take some action on it. Let's actually allow myself to think these things um, rather than, th- than thinking something's wrong with me or something's wrong with the relationship for thinking them. So that's going to be an upcoming episode. That episode is going to be great for those of you that are single and for those of you that are in a relationship. And like I said, it improves your ability to create healthy independence in the relationship. So you guys are going to love that episode when it's coming up. I feel like also just for around Christmas time and holidays and all that, for those single, those women that are single that find those periods of, of the year kind of challenging, you're going to love that episode. It's going to give you some great perspective. Um, and then for those of you that are in a relationship, this episode coming up is also going to help you to just cultivate even more love within your life and relationship and for yourself. So to wrap up to this episode, I don't always want to jump my fiance's bones. There are moments where I we say to each other, I want to be alone tonight. Don't fucking talk to me. I want space. That is okay. And we do our own thing. I just want you guys to know that when you're on Instagram and you're seeing these things, please, like you're seeing these, you know, he should be doing X, Y, and Z, or I should be feeling A, B, C, or she should be doing this. He should be doing this. Especially when it comes to a man needs to lead and provide and blah, blah, blah. I find that, and this is why I try to add context to these posts like that I post. And like, hence I have a podcast and I'm sharing this shit because so much of the time, it's just not that easy. It's just not that easy to say to him, you need to be a provider and protector. What does that even fucking mean these days? That's the issue. There's so much that has changed that we need to realize that's also going to mean that we have to change things slightly in our relationship as well. When we talk about the fact that, you know, back in the day, he was the breadwinner. He was the provider and the protector. That was easy done. That's not the case anymore. Majority of women are making the same, if not more as their partner. So because of that, we need to then change how we're showing up in relationships and how we're relating with each other in our relationship. So the feminine female breadwinner, for those of you that make as much money as him or more, would be a really great um, program for you. It's a short course. It's super digestible. It's broken down into, I think, 12 or 13 little lessons. So it's easy to jump around and review um, You know, in the future when you're like, oh, I just need to like be reminded of what Monica said about this component of things. You can just jump in and easily watch and easily watch that or listen to it. That episode is a game changer for those of you that feel like money is playing a little bit of a role in some problems in your relationship because money is one of the number one reasons for divorces. And I really don't want that to be the case for any of you if you can avoid it. So I'm going to wrap this episode up here. I hope that you guys absolutely loved it. If you want more on this topic of real relationships and just the hard parts of relationships, embodiment of dating number two is the best thing. Right now it's waitlisted, but just just trust me, get on the waitlist. Um, that is the best thing for like the best program for those hard things and navigating them in relationships and also in dating. It's a great program for those of you dating with the intention to 
you know, be in a serious relationship. And it's also great for those of you that are already in a relationship. Be loving on a mother is, is, is different because be loving on a mother is more about not emasculating him, understanding men and getting him to lead. Whereas embodiment of dating is more about relationships and just the hard shit in relationships. And if you look at the module structure, you should be able to get that pretty quickly. All right. I'm going to love you and leave you. I will see you all in the next episode.